Something new, and Kev Key and Eric know what to do. If you're riding in the city thinking what to do, Philly Fans Podcast is for you. Brian with the in-depth Sixers review, and we can't forget about Carson too. That's right, D. Witty. Once again, every week there is something new in Philadelphia, and once again, this week is no different. Welcome to the Philly Fans Podcast. This is Kevin. And Eric, what's up? We've got so much to talk about again as the uh, as our podcast breaks on a Saturday this week. So much to talk about. We have the Flyers hockey action, yo. We have the 76ers and the drama that came out this week. We have some, uh, some Eagles talk to talk about. New coach Carson Wentz not being coachable. Who knows what else is new? And we have some Phillies news. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, first off, to talk about uh, shinny hockey, though. Shinny hockey, yes. Nothing like shinny hockey. Yes. Actually, let's let's start with that, since you said we're starting. Uh, Scott Hartnell, actually, I think, did a pretty good job as a as an in-between and a pre and post. No, and I think uh, – And I think Taryn – came up with Taryn Hatcher was also a really good job. I think she's doing a great job. Uh, I think Scott Hartnell – and he didn't fall once on the pre – or, no, no hard, no downs. I, I was shocked that he did not fall once. They but, did They did show that in the first uh, pregame, welcoming on. That was part of it. Yeah, he, he definitely did a good job. He definitely Ta- did a good job. Yeah, and Tyron knows her stuff. Like, you can see it when she did the sideline reporting uh, last year and the year before. She knows what she's talking about. So, yeah, pairing those two together was great. They know what they're talking about, and it's fun to watch. And it brought us up to – Wednesday, Kev, which was awesome because hockey was back. Hockey was back at 5.30. It was pretty exciting to watch the Philadelphia Flyers face off against the 0-2 Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, Uh, man. Wow, let it sink in. It was great. You know what was great about that first game, Kev? Let's talk about this. Two of our – It wasn't shinny hockey? No. I just want to – I wanted to roll off the tongue, shinny hockey. I I want the podcast to hear me say the word shinny, shinny, hitting that hard N. Yeah, well, Hartnell didn't hit that hard N. We all all know what we thought he heard. We heard. He Um, said it. But it was nice to see Oscar Lindblom – well, he scored off his head. But Oscar Lindblom and Nolan Patrick both score in that game. Uh, definitely was, and uh, the the B came out to play as well. Yes, uh, the Joel's loving Philadelphia right now. He must have he must have said, you know what, I'm going to change my number and just go off. Starting, he was. <laughs> they made a joke about it, uh, last night. They're like, I wonder if Joel Faraby took a screenshot of him leading the league in the NHL with four points. <laughs> he he may have the 20 year old Joel Faraby definitely uh, definitely stepped up. Yeah. And it, it's nice. It's nice to see. You know, it, I posted about this today about Friday, but it goes with Wednesday too. This team can score in short bursts. Like it is like we're down, or it's close and it's it's boring and it's getting stagnant. And then bam, 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 three goals. And it's like wow, where did that come from? Well, I, I think my biggest worry in the off season was replacing uh, Niskanen. Yeah. And my worry within two games has been, well, we replaced Neskinen. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, heck, I mean, heck, when you saw the first two goals go in, who were they from? They were from uh, it, shots. It was, it was all Gus. Gus said the Gus bus set shots, it up. Shots nice from the guy. point, just getting through, and that's his thing. His his uh, mo is his shots always get to the net. They rarely get blocked. So it's nice to see, and it's nice to see someone brought in telling us that this is what he does and then actually showing it. Yeah, and that was our big off-season acquisition, uh, paying off pretty well for the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team uh, yep. this past week. And you know what? Carter Hart is still Carter Hart. Cat a hat. And 
not only is he a great goalie, but he continues to shine as a young man in this league and and showing the rest of the league what you should be like as a professional NHLer. Well, and uh, that that's definitely one of the uh, worries I got into this year in the preseason. I was worried that the Flyers didn't make any moves, but no hockey team really made moves. Uh, and I may have gotten caught up a little bit in the media uh, underrating the Philadelphia Flyers hockey team uh, to the point where were they even on the uh, odds to win the Stanley Cup on Wednesday when they posted that on NBC Sportsnet? Uh, well, they said they're – so different uh, betting sites have them at different odds. Um, FanDuel has them as the sixth best team to win. So, I mean, that's pretty good odds. Uh, point spread is what CSN – or I'm sorry, NBC Philly does, and they're 11th there. So they're in the top 16 everywhere. So I wouldn't say they're underrated, but yes, they weren't talked about like as this team that's going to come out. But you heard on Wednesday when they were playing, Pierre Maguire said Philadelphia has been talked about as this great team. And you know what? They're a great team. So as much as I hate Pierre Maguire, I hope he never announces another game. Um, he gave us some credit. Yeah. And uh <sighs> Like I said, the one thing about this Flyers team that we have talked about is the depth yes. of this Flyers team, uh, how deep they are, how each line can can really step up and score for them. It's crazy. And you've seen it. You've seen it during these two games. Our top scorers aren't, aren't the ones putting it in. I mean, TK, technically, he was our leading scorer. So, yes, he put three in last night. But the the Drews, the Voracek's, um, the Kevin – like Hayes has one. But, like, they're not – our top guys, it's, it's, it's Lindblom, it's Nolan Patrick, it, it's Farabee. I guess Farabee's on the top line, so I guess we call him a top line, but he's a 20-year-old, so it's Farabee. Like, I put out, um, you know, the win and my takeaways from the game. I call him Eric J's takeaways, ha-ha. Um, and my, my buddy from college, could be, Shane. Could be more punny. Whatever. My, <laughs> my buddy college Shane, from college, Shane, he wrote saying – we have three first lines and a second line. Cause I wrote, we don't really have a fourth line and we don't, we don't have a fourth line. Cause even our fourth line with Raffle, Albe, Kubel and Lawton score goals and look like a, a top line. So where's and your bottom six on this team? I don't see it. You don't really have one right now. Morgan Frost is the, is the odd man out right now, but he might be stepping up with uh, who knows what's going on with Couturier. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm hoping we find out a little bit more today. Um, and really defensively, Ghost is just not ready to go, which is actually going to benefit the Flyers a little bit more, not worrying about if Ghost is going to play or not. Well, it did come out that he was on that, that COVID-19 list. So he, he didn't have COVID-19, but he was in close vicinity to someone who had it. So that's why he's out. That's why he's unfit to play. Um, and yeah, Morgan Frost could step up. They, uh, If you were watching the press conference last night, Ali Vino said that, Coots is getting an MRI on his shoulder today. So I guess when he took that hit, they kind of showed it. Keith Jones kind of showed it last night on the on the broadcast. But it didn't look like much. So I don't I don't know what to think. So well, as as a person who's actually torn his labrum and has had shoulder surgery, it does not look like much, but it feels like hell. When you when that thing pops out of the shoulder pops out of the socket, feels like hell. Well, I don't want to think like that because I don't want that to be the case. Well, that's that's the upside of them getting the MRI, trying to figure out if any ligament damage is there, uh, and hopefully it's not the case. But as you said, our top scorers, like Giroux and Voracek, we're going to look at these veterans now. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have to look at them as more of a, a step back, and you guys aren't going to be the guys we're going to expect to score now. You're the guys on the ice that are going to have to make the leadership decisions on the ice rather than the guys that we rely on to put the put the puck in the net every single game like we've had in so many years now. Uh, now Drew can actually be a leader, can go for the assist, can go for the points that way. I'm not looking at him to put the puck in the net as much. I'm really not. Yeah, and, and you can – you can see that, and even like Jake, Jake Voracek got two assists last night, and you're you're right, and I agree with you. They can be these veteran leaders to this young team because we really do have a young team. Um, 
they can they can step into that role. I mean, they were saying, I didn't realize that Jake Voracek's been on this team for over 10 years. Yeah, um, yes, and uh, he was very snooty uh, in his post-game press conference. <laughs> I think he has every right to. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready for that quote yet. That was so funny. Uh, that's that's a quote that we can't actually play over the podcast. We might. We might. It might be bleeped out. Uh, Eric's got to edit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, you're right. It's nice to see those players and they're giving, you know, giving Prover off the A, um, alternately, like he'll be sharing it. Um, but you're giving these young players leadership roles, but under the tutelage of the older veteran players. And I think that's a role they're ready to fill. I think Giroux is ready to fill that role because he doesn't need to be the focal point of the team anymore. He's still the face of the team, but he doesn't need to be the focal point. That's absolutely correct. He no longer has to be the focal point. He, he can be that leader uh, on and off the ice for these young guys. Um, and for anyone who's going to attack that, that you, you have to look at his age at this point, how long he's been in the league, how long he's been on the team. Um, at this point, you're looking for him to make plays, not always put the puck on net and score like he did. Mm-hmm. In his younger days. Speaking of his age, he had a great soundbite in an interview too about his age with Sam Carcini. We, we played that a few weeks ago. The, oh, right, uh, the, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We uh, we actually laughed out loud. That was from uh, Snow the goalie on Twitter oh, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but back to your your boy Cart- Kata Hat. Kata Hat. Uh, so you know, uh, heart ca- countdown on the Twitter machine. Uh, Carter Hart is now 650 wins away uh, from. <laughs> Passing Martin Brodeur, the uh, first place in NHL history list. He is now 199 wins until he passes Ron Hextall for first place in Flyers history. Just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. That that might be a weekly thing. Might be a weekly thing. (laughs) He did get two wins. He did get two wins. And the only – this is the only thing that worries me, Kev. Um, If you watch both those games, the Flyers were not – dominant in either game maybe the in spurts like i say this is what i said earlier in spurts they were dominant they look like they're controlling the game however 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 i like to talk they were still giving up shot after shot after shot and that's why it's nice to have a goalie that can actually bail your team out because he bailed the team out in the second period and uh the end of the first last night yeah, so second period, uh, shinny hockey out of Flyers. Yes, uh, and it's shinny. Been, it's been shinny. completely shinny hockey from the yes. Flyers in the second period in those two games. However, I might add that to the, the YouTube to see what people think. <laughs> I'll however, find it somewhere. The, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers hockey organization has played very well in the third period, which is where the depth needs to come in. And it's AV style hockey right now, playing a complete three periods of hockey for the Flyers, not just two. Yep. Like the Penguins have played in the last two games against them. Yeah, they um, they bought in AV. AV is a phenomenal coach. Uh, great decision by the organization by Chuck Fletcher. The the Flyers have really turned around from from uh, Dave Hackstall. Because he couldn't hack it. Laugh out loud. Ha ha ha. Um, but no, it, it's. I'm really excited. I was texting people last night after that one. I was like, "This is exciting to watch. Like, this is not Eagles football where you're sitting there, you know, wanting to." I was going to say something very rude. I did not. But you want <laughs> you want to punch a wall when you're watching the Philadelphia yes, Eagles. Yes, that's play. a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, you really want to punch a wall with the Flyers. You're not punching a wall so much so that my and here we go. I'm not far into the podcast and I mentioned them already. My two-year-old is cheering when the Flyers score. I'm shocked. I've done my job as a father. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> Eric, did you want the soundbite of, uh, of Shinny Hockey? I uh, have it. I have it right here. Well, we can, we can, so for our listeners, we can, uh, for the podcast, but I think I'm going to try to find the clip for the YouTube, but yes, play it, sure. All right, hold on, give me a second. 
What has happened? Well, it looked like the Flyers were pay- playing shitty hockey and the Pittsburgh Penguins were playing in the NHL. Uh, it was it was hard to watch. It was like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Uh, they- I mean, I, I... Now, that, now that we have said shitty hockey over and over again, it does sound like he's saying shitty hockey. It does. It does. Now, it sounds now like that shimmy. I've said shitty hockey, he did not say it. There's no way he said shitty hockey. I, you know what? He can get away with it. it it's, it, I mean, it, it's he got cable. away with it. Yeah, it's not, it's not your local TV stations. It's, it's cable. So, I mean, they say worse on FX, Kev. They do. They, they do. Pull right. on FX without freaking editing it. So Eric just said worse on our podcast. When? Right there, freaking. Freaking. He made me say it. Oh no. Oh no. This is uh the uh the comments made on the Philly fans podcast is our thoughts only. They represent no other affiliation. Sorry, I, I had to put that in. What the hell are you talking about? Our thoughts are our own on the Philly fans podcast. Yeah, they're coming out of my brain. Yeah, they, they are. Very slowly. This is this is the Twitter machine just in the podcast form. Oh, okay. Twitter machine and podcast form. So anyway. you, you you got anything else on the Philadelphia Flyers hockey action, yo? What? Philadelphia Flyers hockey action, yo. They play Monday. Shout um, out to Jose from Norristown back they, in the day. Uh, they play Monday and Tuesday with their, their stint in Buffalo since we're on this MLB-type schedule. They will be in Buffalo for the next two games. Monday it's at seven thirty. So, so let's let's just go over since we're probably will record again next Saturday. We are looking at two, we're looking at three games from the Philadelphia Flyers in that time. We have two in Buffalo Monday and Tuesday. Then they play the Bruins on Thursday, Thursday and Saturday of next week. When do they play on Saturday? Seven o'clock. So our podcast will probably be recorded, but probably not posted. You know, until after the Flyers game. No, the podcast will be the the Apple Spotify podcast will be posted. The YouTube takes a little time there, Kev. You know, it does. It does take a little time. Eric is doing some uh, shinny podcast editing. Hey, hey, hey! Can only start at the bottom. Yeah, just like uh, Drake, we started from the bottom. Now we're in. The lower middle. Now we're here. (laughs) Now we're in the lower middle. Started from the bottom. Now we're now we're kind of here. In the lower middle. You're right. (laughs) In the lower middle. In the lower middle. So Kev, going from an ultimate high of Flyers hockey, let's start bringing this train. We're starting. Nah, what's a good analogy? We, We still have a high. We can still talk about the high. About winning basketball. Yeah, winning basketball. Well, that's fine, but we're going to start easing it down. I mean, it is going to ease down. We can go into yeah. winning basketball, though. All right. All right. A Let's lot happened. About, Let's talk about winning, ba- this week. winning basketball first. Let's go. That's why I have the blue going around the uh, the room right now sure. with the LED lights. The sure. Sixers play at 7 o'clock tonight. Soon. Let's tell our podcast soon. We may be in the same room doing a podcast. That, that would be um, impressive. We might. It may happen. With masks or social with, distancing. With masks or social distancing. Or both. Mm-hmm. Or both. So, yes, 76ers basketball. A lot went down this week. Uh, Joel Embiid just continues to uh, stake his claim at the MVP situation when the 76ers took on the Heat on Tuesday and they won in overtime. Then they played against the Heat on Thursday and just blew them out. Blew However, them out. once again, the NBA still hates the 76ers. Uh, still hate the process because they still cancel every game except for the Sixers. Yeah, I saw that. We so, didn't talk about it in the NHL that the Dallas Stars have to reschedule their first ten games. I I was unaware of this. Yes, but this we don't is, play them, so it doesn't affect the Flyers. This is new information. Does not I affect the Flyers, so we're fine. Don't really care about. But anyway, keep going. All right. So this week, the big news was James Harden was traded, but not to the Philadelphia 76ers. Thank God. Um, so the James Harden was traded to the Nets of Brooklyn, looking like Mark Henry over in the Nets jersey. Um, you okay? You're looking confident over there. That's right. Confidence is a trait. Not, or confidence is a habit, not a trait. It's also key. 
Pun intended. Ho, ho, ho! You're welcome. Uh, so the rumored trade offer the 76ers made did include Ben Simmons, uh, Tyrese Maxey, and Matisse Thibel. I would never make that trade. I would never make that trade. And it actually got to the point where, like, I am – I'm getting to the idea of Ben Simmons potentially being traded because that's the type of guy Daryl Morey is. He wants to win now. And I get that. All right. So I'm getting the idea that Ben Simmons is going to be a key to a, to a move in the future. Hopefully not. Didn't he just have a triple double? He did. He had a triple double after the, uh, the trade rumor trade situation happened. I still don't get it. So I'm not, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I need Ben to shoot more. Uh, but at the same time, I'm starting to realize that the NBA, you don't have a lot of defensive players, and he is one. And I know people are tired of hearing it, but you're tired of watching players that don't shoot the ball. And that's not Simmons' game, and you have to deal with it. And the Sixers are better off having him on the team. We saw it in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he he shuts down players. I mean, he doesn't. He's not putting up big numbers, uh, but he's also taking away numbers. Yeah. So we got to take the good with the bad. He still has, what, 31 triple doubles? I I think he has 31 triple doubles. I actually have this number. Uh, Man, hold on. Keep talking about Ben. I do have this number. But, yeah, you you know what I'm saying because I've talked about this. I'm like, all right, he has 30. He has 30. Sorry. He is the so most triple doubles before turning 26 via the Philly pod. Victor Williams, uh, Oscar Robertson has 117. Magic Johnson has 70. Uh, Nikolai Yavik, whatever his name is, has 46. LeBron James has 31. And Ben Simmons has 30. Yeah. So you want to trade away a guy like that when you saw last year. When Ben Simmons got hurt in the playoffs, the Sixers did jack blank. They did nothing with that. They, and Ben Simmons, by the way, is 24 years old. Yeah. So he is going to overtake LeBron James on this list at one point. You know what they uh, did? Very, uh, very soon. You know what the Sixers did last year? Jack Shin. <laughs> they played shinny basketball with Ben Simmons. basketball. Shinny basketball. What do you think, Sixers, Sadie? Scott Hartnell, I want you on our podcast to talk shinny hockey. You want Scott Hartnell on the podcast to talk shinny hockey? Yes. Potentially. Maybe he has to go do an apology tour. For what? For saying shinny. Sure. But um, anyway. Made him sound like he said something else. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Sixers. Well, I, I mean – there's been a lot of complaints this week, and I don't, I don't get it. You know what my a- number one complaint is, Kev? Go where ahead. Are my, where are my key analysis from our Sixers insider? He'll be back. Okay. He'll be back. Brian Key, I'm saving you for another week. Yeah. Um, no, I'm saying I, we're, we're missing out on his keys to the game. Is he busy? Yes, he's, he's, he's busy. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, 22-year-old. He's got a lot to do. Mm-hmm. So I I'm a little upset over the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers are getting heat. No pun intended. After they beat the you heat love, twice, you this love week. doing that. No, that was t- there was totally pun intended. No, the, the, why? What is up with the heat of the team that's second in the Eastern Conference on Twitter? Like I I get that you're upset with uh, Ben Simmons and he played like Shin on Tuesday against the uh, against the Miami Heat. And you want him traded all of a sudden again? You want him traded con- continuously? But the Sixers are in second in the East. Mm-hmm. Their four losses came when their star players were down. You lost. You had you had no Joel Embiid for the one game. Then you had the COVID nineteen uh, outbreak with uh, Seth Curry and all the other players that went down with it. Shake Milton stepped up Thursday with thirty one points. Tobias Harris. You have all these players that are now coming back, and you have heat on the Sixers for losing four games and being second in the East. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Like, is it, 
I, I really do. I know that Eagles Twitter is crazy. I know that Flyers Twitter is crazy. I am now getting the, the thought process of Sixers Twitter and media might be the worst. Now, Philadelphia, we are all crazy. Nothing is better. Nothing, nothing is ever the best you can have. Something's always something always can change, and something can always get better. Just listen it's, to ninety four WIP. They always are looking for a story. It's insane. It can never be good. We're we're gonna reach for a story in a little bit, uh, but no, we're not. You, yes, we are. There's another I, story, and you never reached. played the Jake clip, and I'm kind of sad. But I, you want to know what else I didn't play, and I should have. <laughs> She does a great job. Sorry. Sorry. You know, you know, it's funny though. She's also getting heat from people. Yeah. She's getting (laughs) heat. By the way, she's 15 years old, people. (laughs) Stop attacking a 15 year old for playing the Sixers fight song, like the Sixers victory song on piano after they win every game. By the way, something she said she was going to do in the preseason. I can't. It's so funny. Let's, let's change it up a bit, Chuck. No. She's. This is her thing. She's this doing it every time they win. Ah, I'm. I'm glad she played it twice this week. By the Go way. binge another episode on Netflix. I'm glad she was able to play it twice this week with a sniper shake the other day. These people just love sitting on the couch and complaining. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, and a lot of it's coming from like Celtics fans who are are crying for some reason. You have uh, you have those um. Pistons fans who are in last place right now, and the Raptors fans in last place right now, they're probably ones attacking. So, but going back to this Ben Simmons potential trade offer that was put out there, apparently the Rockets wanted nothing to do with trading Daryl Morey, James Harden. That's what it ended up coming down to. That's a blessing in disguise. It it definitely was a blessing in disguise uh, that – Hey, I'm happy uh, Doc Rivers is high on Simmons. I'm happy Simmons is ecstatic that he was not traded. Um, But now we have to go out there and we have to play some basketball. Mm -hmm. And we have to step up. And now that you have a Joel Embiid-less team for the next few games, your star, Ben Simmons, needs to step up. Because without Embiid, without the potential NBA MVP, your stars need to step up now. So I'm excited to see what the Sixers do. I mean, I, I've got an Embiid-less team for the next few games, but now it's time to see these younger guys shine, just like the uh, Philadelphia Flyers organization. Yep. And we were both excited that the NBA and the NHL were coming back because we needed a distraction from what we call football. Yeah, and and we'll get to that football conversation in a little bit. The Philadelphia 76ers, uh, we are recording once again on Saturday. They have a lot of games uh, coming up. They have the Grizzlies tonight, the Thunder on Sunday, the Celtics on Wednesday. That is going to be their big challenges Wednesday and Friday against the Celtics. And then they have the uh, Detroit Pistons uh, on Saturday at 7. They're going up against the Philadelphia Flyers at 7. Who gets the better ratings? Um, I'll be watching the Flyers. That puts me on the Sixers. <laughs> next week. Someone's got to tweet them both, right? We got Brian Key. Yeah, he, he is on the Twitter machine now. You are absolutely correct. He is on the Twitter machine now. That's his, that's his thing. He's in the theme song. He is in the theme song. He is in the theme song. I gave him entrance music on the YouTube video. You did? Yes. When he walked down the stairs, he had entrance music. Oh, man. I can't wait to watch it. I have to watch it still. Gosh. I have to watch it still. Should, should we transition? Yes. Should no we... better. Transition. No... <laughs> well, there's there's no better transition music, though, Eric. I'm going to have to edit so much on the podcast. On these YouTube. You don't have to edit this. Transitioning. 
transitioning. Yeah, Sadie's got us. Now, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you gave Sixer Sadie heat, um, get ready because we're coming at you. We're coming after you. Don't attack her. No, that's rude. Don't do that. I'm a man. I'm 32. Attack me. Sorry. Also, I did put out a story on, on my Instagram saying that people should stop listening to WIP and listen to us because WIP is just annoying to listen to. Uh, I'm a big fan of John Marks and I Grease, uh, as well as Ray Dininger and Glenn Macnow. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, Kev. Pretty much it. Are you attacking Joe Giglio? I might be. I am. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Joe Giglio, I don't know how he has a job, by the way. I can't believe I'm transitioned into sports talk radio. I can't believe you Who else is tonight. on 94.5? 94.1. 94.1. The afternoon show and the night show after John and Ike. I, just haters. Joe DeCamera and Joe Giglio, the Joes, are ridiculous. Yeah, no, I can't say all. You're right. Not all WIPs. I like Ike Reese, too. Um, so... I'm, I'm, I apologize. They, they, Joe Giglio, Joe DeCamera, just like to like to, you know, fire at Carson Wentz and fire at Ben Simmons, nonstop. It's crazy. Let's go ahead. Let's trade our stars. Why not? You can always do better. What did What did Barney Stinson say in How I Met Your Mother, Kev? New is always better. New is always better. That is but, Philadelphia to a T. The 97.5 Morning Show has proved that that's a lie. <laughs> what? Just, I, you don't listen to as much sports talk radio as I do. It's, no, I was, I some of to, this is garbage. I listen to Preston and Steve, the only morning show in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, don't listen to Joe Jiglio at night if you want to go through the phone when you call him and want to strangle him. I, I need Rob Ellis at night again. Please. <laughs> Please. So we are going to transition into – I don't want to talk about them, but I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, another notch down, maybe a three. <laughs> no, this is the big notch down. Like, I might actually jump up with the Phillies, and that's crazy. Dude. Oh, so this is the bottom. We hit rock bottom. Yeah, I think the Eagles are rock bottom. Oh, boy. Even though the Phillies are going to be the last thing we talk about, the Eagles are rock bottom. Hey. It's like the stock market. I need a drink of water before I start this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know is that vodka in his bottle. It is not. It's, it's uh, <laughs> Arcadia Spring Water. Only a giant. Only. five packs. Only at Giant. Only a Giant. It's like giant, $3 giant, in that case. Giant is not a sponsor. Of giant is not a sponsor. Anchor Audio is a great sponsor, by the way. For <laughs> all your podcast needs. Um so we have a coaching search going on right now. And, of course, we have uh, reporters reaching for stories. Yes. And the sports – I'll go with the reporters reaching for stories before I go into the coaching search. Um, the reaching for stories is obviously the Carson Wentz ongoing drama uh, about his regression and how he was uncoachable this season. Is it, isn't it amazing that someone weasels out information about different players each and every week? God, it's almost like someone was talking about that last night on a interview. It's like everybody just just does he gives, does he work for the Inquirer, Kev? Th this one does, but it's not the same Inquirer columnist that you're thinking of. Mm, it must just be that newspaper. It must be the newspaper. So it also might be someone inside the Eagles organization. Who decides to weasel things out? Oh, are we talking about a certain wide receiver? Uh, could be a wide receiver. Could be a Howard or a Roseman. certain GM. Could be a Howard Roseman. You know, he does tint his windows so people don't know he's driving. Yeah, well, I'll figure out where you live. Oh boy, no, I won't. I just want to. I just want to talk about this, Kevin. The Philadelphia Inquirer. Must be uh, uh, athlete's worst nightmare to talk to <laughs> because 
a lot of athletes don't like him. Yeah, well, and I, I could start to see, like, Jeff McClain, he always gets good information, but at the same time, like, what, what is this? What is this reach of a story today that Carson Wentz's regression is because he's resistant to coaching? He, he um, struggles in camp and in games. Can he actually return to his form? So you're giving me different information about Carson Wentz that we kind of already knew that Carson Wentz goes to the line and kills plays. Like every other quarterback. Like every other quarterback. And you're going to say that that is his failure as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're going to say that he is uncoachable to press Taylor who decided apparently press Taylor couldn't, have a conversation with him in the quarterback room because Carson Wentz would blame the offensive line for their pass rush to get through. I'm sure that's not true. I just are, – Are they listening to me on the podcast? Because apparently I am Carson Wentz, apparently, because that's what I had said this year. I've said it to your text messaging. You're like, man, he was wide open. Yeah, but he had two seconds to throw the football. No, he should have thrown. He Maybe. There were guys wide open, and I get that. But at the same time, the offensive line did fail their job. They did. The pressure was on Carson Wentz way too much, and it does take you as a coach to actually put it through someone's head. It is your job. This is why Doug might not be back because of Press Taylor. Yeah. So maybe it's Press Taylor reaching the – giving out this information. Maybe it's uh, Howard Roseman. It's Howard Roseman. I honestly think it's just to get the heat off. Oh, we fired Doug. Now let's move on. Let's get more controversy, more PR. Let's yeah, keep okay. the Eagles. Let's keep the Eagles in the spotlight, even though the Flyers and the Sixers are killing it right now. Let's keep the Eagles in the spotlight in Philadelphia. Let's talk about so much negative because Philadelphia loves negativity and they love feeding off of any information that hate. Well, when, when you say he rebuffed advice, he defied criticism, he clashed with his former coach last season. Yeah, well, they're going to be – I didn't see that on the sideline when uh, Jalen Hurts was in. Did you see that? No. One thing, one thing that I saw on the sideline was that the head coach never talked to Carson Wentz on the sideline. I was actually very Ever. impressed. I was very impressed how Carson Wentz handled himself. Because your body language tells a lot. And his body language was, I'm here for this guy. I'm going to help this guy. I, I – I, Sit, he's basically in his head probably said, I'm sitting because I suck right now. So I think he was taking it in a way that is beneficial. Yeah, and, and the other thing, it's things that we have talked about. Those injuries, they weigh heavy on your mind, especially after a concussion. Based on how that hit was given to him against Connie, that weighs heavy on your mind throughout a game. You're a human being. He is a human being. He is not a robot. But like you said, it's how you handle the situation. What your body language says describes you completely. And I know the Eagles might not be married to Carson Wentz, but if you're going to point blame at Carson Wentz and the play calls and killing uh, offensive plays, Jalen Hurts was doing the same thing the last two weeks. I'm telling you, it's just a story to try to get – the attention on the Eagles. That's why the Eagles probably released something and the Philadelphia Inquirer is probably not doing so well. So they want some impact in the sports world. Yeah, they definitely (laughs) do. I still still think it was hilarious with the whole Jake thing last night. Like that came out of left field. I had no idea. We'll we'll get get to that. I'm going to – we are going to do awards this week. We haven't done awards in a while. We're going to do awards this week. And adding to awards will be best quote. Yeah. Okay, we'll add best quote to the awards this week. Oh, man. Just for you. Hooray. Okay? I know who my winner is. I want to make you happy. (laughs) All right, so there's obviously a disconnect with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, obviously a disconnect with Carson Wentz, and once again, this coaching search now is going to describe what they're going to do with Carson Wentz. If they want Carson Wentz to get better – and they, they plan on working with Wentz, who counts against the cap, then you're going to hire someone who's going to work with Carson Wentz. I'll tell you what, John Clark wants a deuce in there. I mean, it, sounds like him. A, it sounds like there are a lot of players, a lot of former players who want deuce down mm-hmm. in there. 
It's interesting. It makes sense. If you listen to some broadcasters, um, I forget who was saying it, uh, but they said the Eagles is the worst coaching job to take right now. Well, when uh, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator decides to take the Jets job over the Eagles, that, that kind of describes it. Well, the Jets are in a better spot than the Eagles right now. They have younger players. Their cap is not atrocious. They have the ability to draft good players. I mean, Sam Darnold's not terrible. I mean, it is what it is. I think the Jets are in a better spot than the Eagles, organizational-wise. Sorry, it was Keith Pompey, but I'm going. I'll get there later. But you know what I'm saying. So the Eagles have no no captain mess around with. They have an aging roster. No, the Eagles are a mess. Right. It, Who, what a, do they have? They have a, a a decent quarterback, a good running back, and a GM that can't draft. Pretty good. Yeah. What I'm saying, they have pretty good safeties. They have an old line on both sides. You may. Who knows? You may have a budding uh, linebacker position that you just got lucky on. They definitely got lucky on. And they get, once again, they got the GM that can't draft. Yeah. I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna skip over. Heisman winning Smith to get some out of the box wide receiver from like Boise State, <laughs> and, and we're gonna have, we're gonna be like, oh my god, we saw something in him. He's gonna be great, and then we're gonna have another JJ on our team. Please notice, I took the headphones off to let Car- let Eric talk. Um, about the Eagles not drafting Devontae Smith because if that happens, my headphones, uh, they go against the uh, the <laughs> solid wall that's right next to me. Yeah. I just oh. <sighs> if that happens, oh man, I if, I if he's not if he's not on the board, that's one thing, but if he's still on the board and we skip him, it's <laughs> So, man, when we get close to the draft, I am going to have someone who actually dives into the draft a little bit more than I would uh, on the show as we get closer. I uh, don't know who it is yet, but we'll find them. We'll find them. Yeah. But if they if they pass up on Devontae Smith and he's there, I, I don't know. I don't get it anymore. Mm-mm. So there, there's a lot of uh, – Eagles were in double digits with the coaching search. Uh, one thing that I know uh, based off of the information that was given to me, because I know people, kind of a big deal. I know, I know Eric's like, oh, man, you have someone? Yeah, I have someone. The Eagles obviously love the Andy Reid coaching tree. And this is, this is news that shouldn't be real news. It's, this is obvious. The Eagles love the Andy Reid coaching tree, and they love Bill Belichick. Everything they do, they try to revolve around what Bill Belichick does. Think about Chip Kelly being best friends with Bill Belichick. All right? They love that New New England Patriots organization. So do not be surprised if the Eagles look to hire someone off of that coaching tree, whether it is the Andy Reid or the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And let's be honest, the Bill Belichick coaching tree looks like trash without Tom Brady. So if you're going to define your success on Bill Belichick, you better have a Tom Brady. We don't don't have that. No. We have Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, two guys that left us just asking more questions this year. So I I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said in the podcast last week, I'd be okay with Deuce Daly if – they trusted Deuce Daly as the offensive coordinator over the past couple of seasons. They haven't. They've showed no trust. They've given him the assistant head coach uh, tag, but you never gave him an offensive coordinator position. So I don't well, know. At the least, he should be offensive coordinator. At the least. Mm-hmm. All right, Kev, now that I'm on a downward spiral, can you pick me up a little? So actually, the uh, there was a report that just came out that the Eagles prefer coaches who favor Carson Wentz. Oh, okay, interesting. Like, uh, 
So they prefer coaching candidates still that rate Carson Wentz over Jalen Hurts after I just did a whole segment on them hating Carson Wentz. Well, I guess that picked me up a little bit. No, I'm still going down. I, I'm, I'm still, uh, still going down. There are some names that have not been mentioned in the coaching search, though. So, like, uh, Eric Bieniemy has not been talked about yet. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's a guy who I wouldn't be surprised the Eagles look to go after, being an Andy Reid offensive coordinator, Andy Reid coaching tree. Um, Mike Kafka I'd be okay with as an offensive coordinator, not so much a head coach, as I said last week. Another name that is interesting that has not been mentioned is James Urban. James Urban is the quarterback coach for the Baltimore Ravens. So if you think about what James Urban has done with a guy like Lamar Jackson. I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson. There, there's potential. Well, you think Lamar Jackson, who you think in Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, you're thinking that there it's along that type of a quarterback ratio. James Urban might be a guy that they look at mainly because James Urban is also a guy who was formerly under the Andy Reid coaching tree. Oh, we're going down that road. James Urban was a former Eagles coach. I still think. He was a former quarterback coach for the Eagles in like Vic days. I'm climbing back up my hill and saying, why isn't Leftwich been interviewed? You're still on that? Still on that hill. I'm going to die on it. You you are going to die on it. And you're just going to stay there because they decided to go with the defensive coordinator instead of the offensive coordinator there. Stupid. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it's just going to lead to more and more questions. So, should have yeah. took my bet. What, what was that? You should have took my $5 bet. I should take we'll, – we'll put a dollar on it. How's no, that? no, it's over now. We'll put a dollar on it. No, no money. I should have taken the $5 bet, girls and boys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Um, are, I guess we're going to transition into the Phillies. Are you, are you done with the Eagles? God, you love terrible transitions. Sure. I, I love terrible transitions. Uh, well, the big news is that the Phillies did some stuff. I know. Yeah. You know what they didn't do? Well, not they didn't do. Was what, it good enough, Kev? What, it's not done yet. The Phillies have an offer out there. For catcher J.T. Realmuto. Finally. Finally have an offer. Dave Dombrowski apparently went over in a pre-Christmas visit to visit J.T. Realmuto on Christmas week. Good signs. Also good signs that the market is not as high as J.T. Realmuto thought. Kind of like the Philadelphia Phillies said it wasn't going to be in the preseason. Duh. All right, so the offer is out there about $100 million, a little bit over $100 million for five years. Yeah, Romuto is looking for six and 180 around there uh, from last time I heard. But Greedy. Greedy, but at the same time, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think he signs the five. I really I would, do. I would take $100,000 to play any sport. <laughs> Philadelphia, sign me up. I'll play some any sport you need. I'll be a water boy. You're going to be the water boy for the Philadelphia? For $100,000? All right. It's a good idea. You can be the uh, the bat boy for the Phillies. Perfect. So the Phillies also are making moves to help boister their bullpen. Uh, They have have signed Archie Bradley to a one-year $6 million deal. Pending a physical, he is 28. He had a 2.95 ERA and 28 saves in 221 appearances over the past four seasons with Arizona and Cincinnati. Uh, this is a great move for the Phillies bullpen. Phillies have the past few weeks they've just added numbers to this bullpen, uh, signing four guys this weekend uh, or this past week, which is just making this bullpen better. Exactly what they need to because now they are seeing the weaknesses and once again. Dombrowski is one of those guys who could care less about the farm system. All right. So 
you're going to start seeing these players coming in a little bit more, kind of like a Daryl Morey in the Philadelphia 76ers, where you're trying to make these big splashes now, trying to sign these players uh, to win now and not win later. Right. And when you sign Bryce Harper to a max, to a huge contract like you did, and you sign Ben Simmons to a max contract, that tells me you want to win now. So Archie, Bra- Archie Bradley is a huge- – Why are we doing two different sports? Sorry, just saying. <laughs> Archie Bradley is a huge, uh, huge acquisition. Uh, sorry, the Phillies acquired four relievers this last year with Workman, Henry, Hal, Phelps, uh, who allowed way too much last year. Now they have Archie Bradley, who only allowed 19 home runs, where Workman, Hembry, Hale, and Phelps allowed 18 home runs in 41 innings. Bradley has 19 home runs since 2017. Will they ruin him? We'll see. We'll see. Um, they've also sent a Valenzuelan catcher, 17-year-old Venezuela. Perez. I'm sorry, I'm tired. The big things this week, though, is that they did avoid arbitration. Yes, they did. I saw that. One of them I'm happy with. The other I'm not so happy with. Share your thoughts, Kev. They they have avoided arbitration with Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. They're signing him to a $4.8 million deal in, in 2021. And they avoided arbitration with Vinny Velasquez. <laughs> Four in, three in Vinny. For four million dollars, right? Um, three and uh, three any Vinny. Three uh, any. They they also um, settled at one million for Jose Alvarado to avoid arbitration. But JT Ramuto, there's the contract is on the table. Get Woo! the pen out, buddy. Sign it. We'll see. Sign it. All right. Now, do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Uh, JT, please. Please just just has he signed yet? This contract's been on the table for a while now. We're I'm waiting. No, I haven't heard anything. We're I would hear from you about the Phillies. You would be. Come on, JT. Just just for me, please. Sorry, I'm looking at a new picture for Space Jam. Yeah, don't get me started. Space Jam Two. New is not always better, but who knows? Maybe you, you just said new was always better. Eric. I said Philadelphia thinks new is always better, except if you're talking about Nick Foles. Um, and you know he won us a Super Bowl. That's great. Speaking of awards, though, Kev. Oh, we're going into awards. <clears throat> yes. Oh man, I'm excited. Uh, winner of the week. Your winner of the week, Kev, is. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, my winner of the week. Yes. Um, um, uh, I'm going to go Carter Hart. Carter Hart. He started off 2-0. I mean, he allowed five goals, but he started off 2-0. Uh, played very well, and it's very hard to pick a Philadelphia Flyer <laughs> after this week. My winner of the week is – I'm going to have two of them. Oscar Lindblom, Nolan Patrick. Two. Oscar Lindblom, Nolan Patrick, same reason they're this both is out. not fair. Whatever. They're back. I still think Oscar wins the comeback player of the year this year. Um, he wasn't eligible last year, so I think he wins this year. It's not fair that you give you have two. I don't care. Same under I'm, I'm under they're under the same umbrella. It's not cool. Who's your loser of the week, Kev? My loser of the week? Yeah. Um <laughs> wow, that's that's actually a good question. Uh uh, Eric, here we go. Sorry, breaking news on the podcast right now. We have an injury update for Sean Couturier. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, he's going to be on a minimum of two weeks. Yeah. Uh, he does have a separation. Uh, it's a big word that I'm not going to try to pronounce on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a medical advice person. I guess it could be worse. I'm not, a, I'm not a medical advice person. Could be worse. So who's your loser of the week? Stop stalling. Uh, loser of the week? Um, uh, uh, you go. You give me yours first. My See? loser of the week is the Philadelphia Inquirer. Wow, that's a good one. Yes. 
Philadelphia Inquirer is definitely a good one. Yes, not even not just for their just double down, double down on the Philadelphia Inquirer, double down. That's your loser too. It's my loser of the week. Double down on them. <laughs> double right, Kevin, down. I need your sound bite for this one. You, you just gotta you let me get ready. Hold on, let me make sure the speaker's on. Let me make sure I can find it. All right, um, Mike Sielski, you're. When no, 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 not that sound bite. Oh, oh, sorry. You, Who's I your thought... stupid idiot of the oh, week, Oh, Pat? sorry, sorry. I apologize. Oh. I, I. Stupid idiot. Thank I you. Feel like I'm, I feel like I'm there. I'm going to go with the 76ers uh, Twitter fan base right now. Okay. Hating on everything 76ers when they have four losses and they're second in the East. <laughs> I was gonna say my stupid idiot is you, but <laughs> my stupid idiot is the Eagles organization, the Eagles owner Jeffrey Lloyd for not firing Howie Roseman. I uh, I respect uh, Brett's opinion. You know, you're great. <laughs> I had nothing to do with anything. Why would you keep uh, Howie around? Why? I'm sorry, uh, as Kevin put it. Why would you keep Howard around? You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia. Oh, boy. Explains it. Explains it. Stupid idiots. Stupid idiots. Eric, your new favorite, Eric. Oh, we're doing quote? We're not doing best play? Okay, we'll do that. We'll go quote of the week. And then best play, and then we're done. Yeah, quote of the week, Eric. Quote of the week, Jake Voracek. To the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Gosh, I have no idea how long this is into the podcast, but we are close to the end, so I hope you edit this before we put it on uh, Anchor. Uh, well, might not. Mike Sielski, <laughs> you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, this question is for Jake. Um, two games in, Jake. How different does the season feel, if at all, given the circumstances of the offseason and the condensed schedule and everything? Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write fucking shit every time, so it doesn't matter what you say. Uh, yeah, it feels different. I mean, we got four points off the first two games. Uh, I, I wasn't even going to answer your question because you are such a weasel. It's not even funny. Next question. <laughs> Charlie O'Connor. Oh, yeah, my God. Turn it, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. The best. Is Travis Konechny's face. Travis Konechny. His face. He's like. So Keith Pompey of the uh, of the Philadelphia Inquirer said, "I am proud to call Mike Selesky not only a coworker but a friend. Well, His integrity is unquestioned. In addition, he's not afraid to ask tough questions or write tough columns. Philly is blessed to have him in our market." Okay, here's my issue. I know that um, this apparently stemmed from uh, Mike Selesky uh, with a report last year and wrote a column about how Jake Forachek. Uh, and another veteran left at AV's answer in a uh, in an interview last year with Mike Selesky. Cool. So that's where apparently it came from. Um, Mike Selesky is also a columnist. So I don't know why a columnist who your job is to share your opinion, by the way, which also makes you a weasel. But hey, we're weasels too. We share our opinions on the that's, podcast. Okay, we are weasels. All right. I don't know how you get an opportunity to have an interview with uh, and ask a question to Jake Voracek right. when it's your job to write a column not giving facts. You can Travis, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I might find the video just to find so everyone who hasn't seen it can see Travis Konechny's face. Just <laughs> Jake face answers this question. The, the whole time. He, he's taking a sip of water. He literally looks over and he's like, what? Uh, by the way, um, so our, once again, I always quote uh, my boy Behaviors, that's Mark Simpson, on Twitter. He uh, Google search, which I should have done, the Sean Couturier injury. It occurs when your rib tears away from your uh, cartilage. That oh, so it was a rib breastbone. injury. Yep. Okay. So it's a sharp pain when he coughs. He's going to be out two weeks? He's going to be out two Shame. weeks. Well, I wouldn't want to play through that either, I guess. So, so play of the week. Play of the week. Is, is, does that mean my quote of the week is also? Uh, oh, that wasn't your quote of the week. What's your no. quote of the week, Kev? Uh, my quote of the week comes from uh, Gritty. Okay. Yeah. 
Gritty. Or it says, thank you, Kevin. Oh, that's a good one, but no, no. That's, I should have done that. It's his audition for Ride It the Musical. Oh. It was brilliant. Brilliant! He's naked. He is naked, but he's he's auditioning for Ratatouille the Musical. And they didn't edit it out. They did not. It's beautiful. I'm a mouse, duh. Love it. All right, turn. Look at that audition. Great quote. And also his, uh, his yeah, let's go with it. Gritty's quote uh, saying that he would be nowhere without me. <laughs> yes. Kevin, I wouldn't be here without you. I owe you my life. There you go. Oh, wait, YouTubers. what's that? Is that a picture of Kevin Hayes? Next <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't see anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Obviously, it's talking about me. Right. And then lastly, lastly, play of the week, TK's hat trick. Yeah, so TK's hat trick, are you going to, is this where I pause, you post a video of TK scoring his third goal, (laughs) and then you post Gritty throwing the hat onto the field? That's a good idea, I should think about that. Um, Mine is Joel Embiid closing it out against the the Miami Heat on Tuesday Mm -hmm. night. Okay. Big big W for the the Philadelphia 76ers. Big dubs. Big dubs. Big dubs. Big dubs. Big things happen in Philadelphia. Especially big dubs. Well, we're at the end of the podcast, Kev. We are? This is the end? I don't want to go. You have to. I'm having way too much fun. Your, your child needs you. He's down for a nap. All right. He's been down for a while. But, Kev... That's a great hat you're wearing. Let's tell the fans where we can find our beautiful, beautiful tire. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric, where can you find it? <laughs> you think you would know by now. We have a link tree. It's on the Facebook machine, the Twitter machine, the, the Instagram machine. Just click on the link tree. Everything's there. Everything's there. Our podcast, our YouTube, our, uh, our eBay merch, our Teespring merch. Check it out. There's some new additions. Um, I'm not sad. I'm just a Philly sports fan. That's one that's on there. That's good. It's good stuff. You should check it out. Yeah, and, and you can follow us on the Twitter machine like Coach Rob. Shout out to Coach Rob over at Bonner and Prenny. Follow us today. Uh, and and um, bot Tamika Alvis. She found us. Bot. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great bot out there, Tamika. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the, the follow on the Twitter machine. That's at the Philly fans, P-H-A-N-S. On the Twitter machine, on the Instagram, the Facebook is at the Philly Fans Podcast. Oh, I have so we're at 111 followers on Instagram, Kev. Nice. I have to give a shout out to our hundredth follower, was actually Dana's cousin Nick Gentile, who goes to Temple University. Well, thank you, TU playing right now, Temple basketball. Yep. So a big shout out to Nick Gentile. Thank you for the follow and the love. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate you. You appreciated. You appreciate. <laughs> Sorry, little, little pause there. Little no, pause there. I don't there. know what you were doing. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube at the Philly Fans. You can email Eric, the Philly Fans at gmail.com. It's a great right. way to follow us. And in a couple of weeks, for those wrestling fans, I will be on with the Rewind Wrestling Podcast on January 28th. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the guys over at Rewind for having me on once again. Give me a hot mic on a live show. Might not be a good idea, but all hey, for, all for a good cause, though. It is definitely for a good cause. Raising money for a uh, two-year-old uh, who has leukemia. Please listen into the show, watch the show, uh, donate if you can on the GoFundMe. I'd be much appreciated uh, to listen to us on the Rewind Wrestling Podcast. I'll be on an hour talking the Royal Rumble on January twenty-eighth. Yes, the last YouTube podcast I put on, I put on their Instagram handle. I'll probably do that again with uh, also probably put it in the description just so you guys are aware. Uh, just for the good cause of it, um, if we could get the GoFundMe going, that'd be great. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're getting into – this is episode 47. We're a episode, few away from 50. Right. I do have I do have a person who wants to come on and talk flyers, Kev. I was talking about him earlier. His name is Shane. That's- He's a buddy of mine from college. That's exciting. Yes. He lives in Arizona, though. He lives in Arizona. Shane yes. from Arizona. And I think this might be a huge, uh, huge get for us uh, overall. Uh, I, I also want to shout out uh, Kill Kenny 
on uh, on the the best handicapper out there on Twitch right now. That's K I I L Kenny. Kill Kenny is amazing. Kenny the Gangers on the Twitch Twitch machine, the Twitter machine, uh, giving out those moonshots. Uh, we're gonna try to get Kenny on the podcast at one point soon as well. Uh, just talking Philly sports in general. Right. So that'd be he another is- great get. If you really want to know about betting on basketball, that's his go-to. Dude, and he uh, he wins a lot of people a lot of money in basketball. That's his thing. That's his thing. He wants to win. He wants people to win. He doesn't care about himself. I mean, of course he wins, but he wants to show people that they can win, and he wants to show you how, and he wants to take down the big money makers of FanDuel and DraftKings. Oh, and he has taken down the big money ma- makers of FanDuel literally having all of his followers. And he had a lot of followers on the Twitch stream that night uh, who were kind of like screwed out of money by FanDuel, had them all attack them. So they all got their money. That was a big, that was a big get too that night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Kenny McGann is a great follow on Twitch, great follow on Twitter. Make sure you give him a shout out. So Eric, I think that's uh, that's us signing off as always. Uh, so let's let's go, let's go Flyers, let's go 76ers. This is the Philly Fans Podcast. We're signing off. This is Kevin and Eric, and let's let's get it going. Get it. Let's go, Mayor. Oh, D Winnie Remix. Oh, sorry. Have a good day, everyone.